The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. My next guest is a man who made his name originally as a, a celebrity chef on uh, weekend UK uh, TV programs, um, cooking and hosting. He then went on to become the host of MasterChef. Apparently it was down to himself or A.A. Gill and he was the one who got it. He's nearly two decades in that role, which means that he has made the decisions that have made dreams come true and broken the hearts of amateur chefs for a long time. He's with us this morning. John Tarot, good morning. G'day, how you doing? John is, of course, as well. He's doing uh, John Tarot's Ireland, which is going to wear at RT2 uh, Friday, the 30th of June at half eight, where he's doing a full culinary tour of Ireland. We'll talk to him about that in a second. Before that, though, John, I was thinking, you have carved out the perfect gig because you get to stay close to the culinary world. You get to stay close to excellence in the culinary world. You get well paid for it, but you don't have to stand at a hot, sweaty pass. No, I, I suppose one of the things is that, uh, uh, you know, I, I've been really fortunate and I, you know, touch wood every day and I bless myself and I thank the, I thank the universe. Um, I, I suppose like anybody in the world now, you, you don't really have a career for life. I think that your careers develop and I've been fortunate in the fact that, you know, I, I love telly. I, I start, I cut my teeth on live television, which I love, like you love live radio. There's, there's nothing better than being live. There's that sort of adrenaline that goes with it. Um, but MasterChef as well, I, I suppose it's one of those amazing things that when somebody said, do you think it will ever continue? I had no idea. Uh, I continue to love it. I, I just think it's absolutely brilliant. And then when I get to do things like, you know, my culinary tours, which I do quite often, and this time to do Ireland, I, I, I just find myself in, in, you know, in the morning waking up, looking out the window and, and really thinking, how did this all happen and how fortunate I really am. And Go back for a bit though, John. Talk to me a bit about the pressure of live TV because I've had the, the privilege of, of um, standing beside a lot of TV chefs while they do their um, thing. And there's a lot of people who think I'm good at something. The difference between being good at something and good at something right now while people watch you to an exact time, that's, that's proper high pressure. Yeah, I think it is high pressure, but I think one of the things that, that I learned very early on, and th- thankfully to Richard and Judy, who, you know, did this morning so many years ago, was that they, you know, Richard said to me, do me a favor and, and stop worrying about what the audience are thinking. They will love you if you love it. Now, and, and so from then on, really, what I did was I cooked for, because of what I loved. And, and I think that comes over. And I, I think that, you know, the timing wise, you, you rehearse in your head like a song, you know, you dance it a little bit. And I think that food and cooking is a bit like that. It is a dance. It is a movement. It is a feeling. It's not, it's not just about cutting up some ingredients and putting them in a pan. It's a, it's a feeling. It's a smell. It's a, it's a sight. It's a, you know, it, it gives you a heart thump when it's perfect. When somebody says, wow, that's amazing. Of course, the compliments, you know, makes you feel great. And so, uh, you know, for me, it's not just about food. It's a, it's a way of life. It's a, it's a thing that happens and it, it, you know, it's sort of like a mushroom, really. It continues to move and grow and change and, and, and it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. And, and as I do more of it, the more I discover. You would have cut your teeth in the, in the culinary world in the UK in, in the early 90s, which was a, a, a huge period in UK cooking because it was sort of transformative in terms of the level of cuisine that was available in, in uh, Britain. Who were your heroes at that stage? Who did you aspire to be? Well, I, I mean, I've got to say that, you know, one of my greatest heroes was Sir Terence Conran. I mean, Sir Terence Conran was designer, 
restaurateur, bon viveur, you know, a man who took a, a chance, a gamble, who had a vision, who, you know, wanted all things for all people. He was a true egalitarian, and I feel myself to be a bit like that. I have never chased stars or accolades. I've always, I've always felt that the great thing about food is that you – you know, it's there for everybody to enjoy, whether you be in a pair of shorts and a pair of flip-flops or whether you be in a, a tuxedo, a tie, a ball gown and glitter or, or, or whatever it might be. And I think he, for me, he opened up the culinary world in London. You know, he made the masses see that food was affordable. He gave glamour to, you know, a piece of lamb at £9.50 and a salad at £4. That's what we opened Quaglino's with. You know, it was a pavlova at three quid. I've got the original menus. And you could eat there for under 20 pounds for three courses. It was fantastic. It was alive. It, it, it spun the world around. And, and I was part of that. I was one of those people involved in it. And, you know, I, I thank my lucky stars. He gave me this great advice once. He said to me, because I was talking about I wanted to open a hotel. And I said, the thing is, Terence, it's, it's only a dream. He said, let me tell you something, John. Without dreams... There is no reality. And I sort of, you know, hit me, go, you, you've got to dream at first to have it, don't you? You've got to, Although, how you've do got you to... justify the risk of a job? Like, I look at, even when you look at people like Gordon Ramsay and his capacity to open restaurants that fail, and you think, how can somebody be that good and have that many successes and still not be guaranteed sure that if you open somewhere, it'll work? That has to be a difficult career to be in. Well, I don't know if anybody out there rides a bicycle, you know, goes in races or they run a triath- they do triathlons or they, they run marathons or anything like that. You can be as trained as you like and there'll just be days where it just doesn't work out. And I think life is a bit like that. And I think sometimes you've got to face the reality of the fact that, you know what, for all the joy that you give, every so often there's going to be a bit of a disaster. You might get a bloody nose, but pick yourself back up. And that's what MasterChef's all about. You know, and, and, and I suppose that's what, you know, why I love to go out touring like I've done with Ireland is that I get to meet people who have had life experiences. You know, an amazing fisherman who came over from Iran and, you know, who, who sort of discovered this world and found his way and didn't speak English. And I mean, you just think that's incredible. And Ireland became the adopted home, but that everybody was so welcoming. I, I just think there's something about failure. If it's just success, what do you get? You know, um, and I don't know if anybody's been watching Succession, but I mean, there it all is, you know, the ups and downs and trials and tribulations of life. uh, I love you, John, but you are not serious people. (laughs) I got to say, Succession is just, wasn't it? Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. And the fact is, there are people out there like that. Come here, the, the experience of going around Ireland. Ireland has had something of a major, re- not revival, because we had nothing to revive. It has gone through a, a burgeoning, a blossoming in terms of cuisine. We now have a clatter of Michelin star restaurants where we used to have just the one. We have a, a number of two stars. I, yeah, we do have a number of two stars. And chapter one is, is, has been long tipped now for the three star um, designation from Michelin. What was your experience down the affordability food chain? Because you talked about Terence Conrad given that um, sense that food could be for the masses. Do we deliver at the lower price point? Because I sometimes think for that kind of affordability level, we may not be great. Ah, uh, listen, you guys give yourselves a hard time. I remember coming to Britain and people talking to me going, oh, the food's not very good. The best, the best asparagus in the world comes out of Britain. Some of the best beef comes out of Britain. Amazing raspberries come out of Britain. You guys have incredible produce, incredible produce. And what you've done, and this is what frustrates me so much, is you've kept it secret from the rest of the world because you want it all for yourselves. 
That's what you've done. I mean, you think about things like Cashel Blue, which is just amazing. I mean, uh, Lisbon Garden, we went to and we had the most amazing smoked salmon and some cured salmon. There's little gems all over the country. Now, it's, it's also what people want. Let's remember what people have been brought up and what they really want. And the fact is that sometimes people don't want to have a sort of posh experience. And maybe what has to happen now is there's got to be a little bit of training around how fantastic the produce is and that you don't have to keep on buying from other countries. You have the most amazing seafood. I went across and I had lobster straight from the bay in Galway. I had oysters, which were just absolutely delicious. And longest thing, what you call Dublin Bay prawns, which are usually exported to France. You know, all the continents buying all your produce and then selling it over there. And you go on holidays and go, oh, my God, this stuff is incredible. But is you that a function of what I mean about affordability, though, John? There are pla- if you take France as a case in point, you will be able to go into a small local restaurant and get, whether it's moule frites or whether it is a local uh, soup, whatever it might be, you tend to be able to get what was once called peasant food very cheaply. That is excellent. Do we do the same with the great Look, ingredients go, go, we have? Go into court market, go upstairs. Go upstairs in Court Market and go and eat the, the, the salt beef. I mean, honestly, it's so delicious. And, you know, there's people making amazing bread around the place. There are many people making amazing cheese. But there are little gems here and there. Of course there are. But like the rest of the world, but, you know, people are trying to actually to make sure they can, they can actually survive. You know, you've got a, a, a man in, in Dublin making boxty, trying to show off a great traditional Irish dish. And he's doing it in many, many different ways. It is a potato. It is affordable. It is delicious. And, you know, and don't forget, you know, a, a pint of the black stuff's pretty good as well. The oysters <laughs> are affordable. But what we want to do with an oyster for some reason, this majestic thing that's come out of the sea, is do weird things to it. Open it up, put some shallot vinegar on it, or shake a bit of chilli sauce on have a squeeze of lemon with it, and eat it and indulge it. Well, on that note then, John, what's your analysis of where we're at in terms of the trend in food? Because I get the sense that we went through a period where everything had to be spheres and foams, and one thing had to look like another, and then it had to disappear when you put it in your mouth. And that to some extent, we're moving away from that to a slightly more realistic, traditional way of cooking generally. Have I got that wrong? Uh, no, I think you're absolutely right. And, I, you know, I, I've always been a person who doesn't understand why you would take a scallop, which has taken so long to grow in a shell in the sea, then take it apart and puree it and put it with some egg white and some chicken mousse and put it in a mold and turn it out. I don't get it. Cook the scallop in a pan. Thank you very much. Serve it with some fresh lemon across the top. Thank you very much. You talk about the, the French or maybe the Italians or the Spanish. They've got the confidence to do it. And that's all it needs to do is it needs the confidence to do it. And that's the, my case in point. All the little producers around Ireland who are doing lovely, brilliant bits and pieces, they have the confidence to do it. And this is why Darina's done so well, because Darina has the confidence to say, here's a piece of cheese, here's a piece of bread. I have the confidence to say this is the, the best piece of bread you're going to get here and the best piece of cheese, one of the best pieces of cheese you're going to find in the world. And I think that's exactly what we should be doing. But now, that's why I've loved Ireland. I've loved indulging in it, seeing the different places around the place. This raises a question. There's an amazing restaurant in Cork where <laughs> this guy's been doing vegetarian food for 18 years. Vegetarian, it's though, John. Tiny. Seriously, really? Vegetarian? Oh, look, don't eat that. Go and eat it. I want to honestly eat it. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not squirrel food. It's beautiful salsify, you know, which is grown locally. Cabbage cooked with ferments and various things that go with it. I mean, it's just delicious, delicious. 
I, I, I should say, of course, obviously, that, that, that I, I am only joking in relation to vegetarianism. If you do want to abuse me, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. There is a thing that I have to put to you, though, that, John, that you have to explain to me. Because I watch MasterChef and I think back to a, a, a culinary instructor I spoke to a while ago and he said, all the students come in here and they think they're going to be Marco Pierre White. And for the first six weeks, all they do is chop. And I yeah. look at the guys on MasterChef and I think, how are they able to do the things that for everybody else requires years of just indoctrination in commercial kitchens, learning the absolute basic fundamentals of cookery? Where do these guys get it? Because some of the quality on MasterChef is extraordinary. Well, I think that this day, there's a modern age now, which has the, the, the wonder of the internet. If you want to learn how to do something, you can learn how to do it on the internet. If you want to learn how to skin a piece of salmon by its, with your hand, you can learn it on the internet. You want to learn how to make cheese? Internet. How to make kimchi? Internet. You can learn anything you want. Whether the information is absolutely correct or not, I'm not quite sure. But what it does is it allows people in their own time to be inspired and decide what they want to do. We have a world now that's opened up, and, and you can go and find an Asian supermarket, a Spanish supermarket, an Italian store, you know, wherever you are, and including in, you know, in places like Dublin and Cork. And you're, you're finding places like this where you can actually wander and think, what is that? And then you go home and you look at it on the internet and find out what it is. You cook something with it. And the next thing you know, you're inspired. I don't know. I find the Asian market, there is an Asian market, uh, one of the best in the country, about 100 yards from the station. And I tend to go into it on a fairly regular basis. And usually I end up standing there completely overwhelmed. It's like watching magic happen in front of me and I end up leaving without buying anything because I don't understand any of it. Well... I think that's that's the one the one beauty of it is the discovery, isn't it? Yeah, but when you can't even when, you know when you look at an ingredient and you you say not only do I not know how it, I can't even hypothesize as to what I might do with it. Do I puree it? Is that something you cook on its own? It's very there's a whole series of those cuisines where you think how do you even get at the starting block of this kind well, of stuff? Well, imagine a Japanese person coming over from I don't know where the, the furthest part of Japan and and seeing these potatoes everywhere. <laughs> so what, what is that? You make you a fine like point. Apple? What do you want? You have to boil it first, and then you've got to mix it with milk, which I don't drink, and butter, which I don't eat, and then I make it, and it's going to taste good? I don't get that. And I so that's why it's about opening up your mind. I suppose travel does that for us now, is that if we're able to go traveling and to see different things and ask the questions, and I guess opening our mind, and that's my point about look, looking around, don't always necessarily go to the same place. So do you, you still do, cook? Do you still, like, have a nice sunny afternoon, time. will you whip out the barbecue? Uh, look, 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 barbecue's coming out Father's Day this, this weekend, of course it is. I'm in, uh, in Longleat this, this weekend doing a food festival in Longleat, doing some great food there. Uh, last night I did some uh, tofu agadashi, which is a Japanese dish with tofu and, and a dashi broth. I've just made myself... Um, some a miso sauce, which we're going to make. I'm looking through the fridge, working out what I'm going to have for lunch. I had a little, you know, yeah, no, I cook all the time. It's just part of my life. It's what I do. And it's what I love to do. Um, and it's just, you know, you said I've got the best gig in the world. I've got the best gig in the world. No two ways about it. <laughs> well, if you, if you want to see John do that gig, he is going to be on air RTE 2 Friday the 30th of June at 8.30pm. And that's episode one of John Tarot's Ireland. And obviously he is then touring, as you heard, the entire country, looking at sort of hidden gems around the nation when it comes to produce and when it comes to cooking. John, great pleasure to talk to you. Thanks very much for coming on. Wonderful. Thanks so much indeed. Have a brilliant day. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.